In today's show, we've got news about mobile ordering having a brand new look. Lion King is coming to Disneyland Paris. Pixar popcorn buckets land uh, at Walt Disney World. There's trivia and so much more all in this episode of the Disney Parks Podcast. Welcome to the Disney Parks Podcast with your hosts, Tony Castlenova from DisneyByTheNumbers.com and Parkhopper John from WDWParkhoppers.com. Keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the podcast at all times and get ready for the Disney Parks Podcast. Hey, pal. How you doing? Good. Excellent. What was your uh, What was your weekend like? Did you do any fun stuff? Uh, you were with me the only day I did, did of it, yeah. something fun on Friday. Yeah, Friday we had a great time yeah. at uh, the Four Seasons. Obviously. Yeah, we did two different sections. Yeah. We did the, uh, what was the, what was the company? It was called the... Uh, the company, the organization, uh, IFS, IFSE. Uh, they're, uh, it's a cooking school that uh, the executive chef went to in uh, Torino, uh, Italy, and he brings uh, his Italian friends uh, from the IFSE. Uh, and uh, they had uh, first up was an industry night uh, thing. So Fabrizio invited some of his friends. Um, friends and uh, it was kind of a mix and mingle with uh, all the italian food around us yeah and not not chump italian food it was really good italian food yeah uh it wasn't olive garden no it was not <laughs> no no offense to lots our friends. of meats and cheese and what was that the baraka uh oh my gosh i can't remember yeah. you loved it i was yeah. not a super huge fan of it yeah uh, yeah, I can't remember what it was. My wife it's loved it, too. Garlic, oil, anchovies, and I think something else. A fourth thing. I can't remember what the fourth thing yeah, was. Yeah, it was great. It was, it was great. Yeah. It was just not uh, It was just not for me. Yeah. Uh, but it was uh, It was a lot of fun. We got to hang out there. We got to sh- hang out with uh, Chef Fabrizio. Yep. We got to hang out with Chef Will. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't whoever. We met some really cool folks from the... Um, a farm, uh, sugar that? top, sugar top farm. That's right. Up in Claremont, yep. microgreens. Yeah. Uh, we also got to uh, to hang out with a bunch of people from Italy, mm-hmm. which is fun. Yeah. Uh, you were actually talking at one time to some very pretty young ladies. Mm-hmm. I was so proud of you. <laughs> um, Who were youngsters? They they go to uh, Rosen. They were young. Yeah. They they were UCF, young. Uh, but Rosen, you know, hey. hospitality school. But um, they were from Italy. They're from Italy. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, it was a great time. Yeah. They had... Uh, Our, uh, one of the uh, managers there, uh, Chris, who uh, does the in-room dining, ne- neglected to mention on Friday that he was going to the Super Bowl on Sunday. Who was this? Chris. Chris Wong. <laughs> so, uh, after I see pictures on his Facebook and his Instagram, and he's at, I'm like... He, when I said what's new and exciting, he should say, hey, I'm going to the Super Bowl. That would have been the response. That would have been something. <laughs> yeah. Eh, well. That's all right. Ah, so we did that, and then uh, we were full. Well, two of us, two of the three of us were full. And then yeah. we go over to Ravello mm-hmm. for a late dinner, mm-hmm. and we were joined by our buddy Shelby. Yes. So made it a foursome. 
Yes. Had uh, and you had the special Italian dinner, three course yeah. dinner, mm-hmm. and that was pretty good. Yeah, it was. It was very good. Yeah, Noki was a little chewy, big and chewy. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay to say chewy. Yeah. It's, it wasn't your small little petite kind of melt in your no. mouth kind of giant, potato. Yeah, giant they were pretty big. Uh, Sarah had a scallops appetizer, and then I I had to order the papadelli because mm. I just because I'm a sick for papadelli, good mm. papadelli. So, yeah. and it was great. Yeah, as always. And then uh, we all had some of your dessert because mm-hmm. you were very gracious. My bonbon. Your bonbon. Bonbon. So yeah, I think Shelby has salad. Because that's how he rolls. Yeah, I didn't get that. Uh, I want to go, and he had he had asked me a couple times. Hey, I want to go to Arello with you, and then like you order a salad. I'm like, yeah, well, that was weird. Right. Well, I mean that's his thing, and that's fine. That's 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 his thing. I will say this: uh, we got the typical Mr. Castlenova. Oh yeah. But first waiter I bumped into says, "Hey John, how you doing?" I'm yeah. like, finally. <laughs> Oh, you're with the uh, Mr. Casanova, aren't you? Uh, no, I got called by name. I didn't even have a name tag on. I was so excited. Uh, so that was great. We had a great night on Friday. Saturday, we got to hang out with some Disney friends. Not at Disney. Mm-hmm. We were at their house. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Sunday was errands and Super Bowl. Right. So that was that rounded out my weekend. I didn't do anything Disney yeah. this weekend. Yeah, I didn't either. All right, um, before we get too deep into the show, one of the things we want to do is to tell you about our sister podcast, which is the Orlando Like a Local podcast. You can find out them, um, find out about them over at OrlandoLikeALocal.com. Uh, if you're coming to Orlando for the first time, if you're coming to Orlando for the hundredth time, or you're coming to Orlando for business, or maybe just looking for something different, maybe you're a local who's like, I just feel like I'm in a rut. We've got the podcast for you because, uh, they talk about, all sorts of places to eat. They talk about great places to stay and play and save money. This coming podcast, this Wednesday, no, this Thursday, they're talking about the ultimate, the ultimate uh, Valentine's Day Hmm. guide to Orlando. And more than half of the article or more, more than half the show is talking about ways to save money. Sure. Yeah. So go check that out. OrlandoLikeALocal.com because they live where you vacation. Anything else? You want to, you new. All right. Let's get into the, the news. And now Disney Parks Podcast News. Mobile ordering experience introduces new and enhanced look for guests at Disneyland Resort and the Walt Disney World Resort. Extremely excited about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, mobile food and bev ordering at Disney Parks is now a snap, allowing guests to plan ahead. Not like the snap, like from, from. Uh, oh my gosh, the. Uh, 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 I forgot his name from Avengers. Not like his snap. Oh, Thanos. Thanos killing half the population. Sorry, how did you get that? And I forgot it. I don't know. Uh, good, good. But it allows guests to plan ahead, save time, and not wait in line uh, while making the most of their visit to Disneyland or Walt Disney World. And now the Disney team is excited to roll out a brand spanking new and enhanced look that makes the mobile ordering experience much easier than ever before. What, supposedly? Allegedly. This update 
available now at the Disneyland app for Disneyland Resort and coming soon to the My Disney Experience app mm-hmm. for Walt Disney World Resort. Features an easier navigation and improved design with fun, colorful icons and even more photos of the menu items. In addition, guests with certain allergies or dietary restrictions can better discover the options that meet their needs at participating locations. With more than 20 participating quick service restaurants at each destination, you can easily place meal and snack orders from wherever you happen to be in the park. And once you arrive at the restaurant and tap, I'm here, your order will be ready for pickup at a designated window within minutes. Mm-hmm. Without ever waiting in line to order or pay. It's the only way I... I do this now. Yes. When I go to a park. Unless you, and I'm eating a quick service. Unless you arrive a little early to the quick service, you have to wait until they prepare it. Yeah. This is what I do. I walk in the front door. I, of I, whatever park. Whatever park. I order. And I say I'm here because I know by the time I get from here to there, mm-hmm. that's how long it'll take them to cook. Correct. Yeah. So. And then that's how you do it. That's how I do it. That's how, that's how, that's how that's Tony how, Casanova rolls from the internet. <laughs> Don't you know who I am? I'm Tony Casanova from the internet. <laughs> People go who? What? Go who? Where? Why? Why? Do you have a business card? Yeah, I do. Hey, uh, the Lion King and Jungle Festival starts June 30th at Disneyland Paris. Nice. This summer, Disneyland Paris will bring to life two two Disney masterpieces like I never before. Uh, starting June 30th to September 22nd, the Lion King and Jungle Festival will invite guests to experience the rhythms of the African savanna and the Indian jungle with exclusive entertainment and interactive experiences for this all-new limited-time season. Singers and dancers, acrobats, and more will bring to life spectacular scenes from the Disney classic The Lion King, Rhythms of the Pride Land, and during the show, Disney fans of all ages can enjoy renditions of Circle of Life. It's the circle. It's where I can't even speak French. Yeah. It's the circle of life. life. <laughs> uh, also, I just want to be king. Can you feel the love tonight? And the forever iconic Hakuna. But I want to see them say that, friends. Akuna Matata <laughs> is a wonderful phrase. <laughs> Featuring original uh, choreography and costume design, the show will also be interpreted in French sign language during the weekends. So if you're <laughs> French and you can't hear... What? Only go on the weekends. Only go on the weekends, folks. Continuing the celebration, the Jungle Book, uh, the Jungle Book Jive with Baloo, King Louie, Mickey Mouse and friends will invite guests on a trip through the Indian jungle full of discoveries. The show will proceed from every side of the Disneyland park, culminating Mm. in the Disney classic songs such as Bare Necessities, I Want to Be Like You, uh, for a swinging good time. A new village is dedicated to these great Disney classics and will offer an immersive interactive experience during the festival with appearances from Kiki, King Louie, plus a few more surprises. Nice. Tim, uh, uh, Timon and Pumbaa will also be waiting for guests in Adventureland to teach the philosophy by dancing to Timon's Matata dance. 
Hmm. Mm-hmm. I wonder what the Matata dance. I don't know. Maybe we're gonna have to go find out. You put your backside in. Put your backside out. Squeak. Uh, all right. That sounds like fun. I'm in. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm in. Let's go. Yep. Let's go do this thing. Sure. All right. All right. Hey, last week, John, we had a trivia question. Yes. Now you have a dog. What, I have three. All right. What's what's the name of your dogs? Uh, Harley is my oldest. Mm-hmm. My middle child, who is the crazy one, is Casey, named after Casey's hot dogs. Mm-hmm. And we have Blue, that I call a Baloo. They all have to have Disney names at some level. Okay. Uh, that's not the name of this dog. Uh, no, it is not. Which yeah. dog are you talking about? Uh, we're talking about the name of the dog, uh, Sid's dog. Sid's dog from the Toy Story franchise. From Toy Story. Mm-hmm. And his name is Scud. Scud. Very nicely done, Sid. Good name. Yeah. Good name, go. Sid. Uh, Renya is the winner, and as we like to say, it's in the mail. This week's question, John, is this. <laughs> this right. is a deep cut. This is. It's a super deep cut. You, not everybody's going to know this one, I don't think. I think this is going to be tough. This, this is, I have I'm no interested idea. to see the answers. When Buzz attends the tea party, he goes by what name? He's got a very special name. Tim Allen. Yes, very <laughs> close. <laughs> if you think you know the answer to this, and you may have to do some Googling. Oh, you're going to have to do some Googling. Because <laughs> I don't know many people that would know this off the top of my head. I mean, head. if you've got kids that are yeah. into tea parties. And you've seen this a lot. A lot. Yeah. And by this, it's a specific movie that yes. we're talking about. Uh, send the answer to Disney Parks Podcast at the, uh, gmail.com. All right. We just got done at 7 p.m. doing a very special live show on our private Facebook group. And those are just two of the benefits that you get when you sign up to be one of our Patreons at patreon.com slash Disney Parks Podcast. Uh, if you love what we do here and you want to support this podcast and help us keep the show live uh, and free, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash Disney Parks Podcast to support us and in return, we do a lot of really cool stuff. We have exclusive ad-free content. We have exclusive video content that we put up uh, as we create the content. We also have great offers and benefits at different tier levels. So if you want to give a dollar, we have a great reward for that. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty-five. We've got the big Kamehameha offer that nobody has yet signed up for. Mm. And that's basically the day with the Disney Parks podcast. Nobody signed up for that yet. I'm hoping that on the day that someone signs up for the big $12,000 day at Disney, <laughs> the next day they're like, hey, Disney Parks guys, come on. I'm going to pay for you guys. We're going to do we're going to do Disney Parks the Disney Parks podcast one. That'd be fun. Yeah, we'll tell you what that means later. <laughs> <laughs> so you can go to patreon.com slash Disney Parks Podcast. And guys, I'm married. Tony's free. So before any of you young ladies or gentlemen get any weird ideas, mm-hmm. I'm not available. But Tony is. All right. Uh, so the yummy food trend of Disney Parks food merchandise continues on. From Minnie Mouse donut ears to new entire houseware line, Disney now has a play set and tea towels to keep us hungry, hungry. for more Disney snacks once we get back home. Uh, these have already been spotted all around uh, the world of Disney at Disney Springs. Uh, the Disney Parks food playset costs a mere seventeen ninety nine and comes with all of your favorite Disney treats in plastic form or non edible. 
mm-hmm. uh, Mickey Waffles, mm-hmm. a mini ice cream cone, mm-hmm. Mickey pretzels, mm-hmm. Mickey cookies, mm-hmm. and mini donuts, uh, Mickey caramel apples, and the ever-famous Mickey ice cream bars are also included. Wow. The tea towels go great with the houseware set at a mere nineteen ninety-nine. Wow. They feature other iconic snacks like churros, Dole Whips, chocolate Mickey Rice Krispie Treats, as well as both Cinderella and Sleeping Beauty Castle. Good at both parks. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you got a craving for your favorite Disney uh, treat? Well, if you're a foodie, make sure that you add these items to your ever-growing Disney Parks food collection soon. I love the assumption. Mm. Uh, I've seen these. They're super cute. Yeah, I'm looking for the plates. Yeah, I think they got we a 12-inch plate. I've heard World of Disney's got them. I'm going to have to take a ride down there this week, I think. Yeah, we, we, we're kind of looking for that, too, because we're kind of like you. We kind of collect plates and yeah. bowls and yeah. mugs. We have a coffee cup problem in our house, much like you do, by yeah. the way. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't use mine. <laughs> yeah, the next story is actually our Achilles heel. Yeah. Uh, talking of food, uh, there's a new Pixar-themed four- Park popcorn bucket that just landed at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Yeah, yeah. Boom. So with plenty of new popcorn buckets to be debuting across Walt Disney World and Disneyland, including the Mickey Mouse balloon popcorn bucket, we now have the Pixar-themed bucket available in the Hollywood Studios. It retails for a mere ten ninety nine with $2 popcorn refills. Mm. Now, they used to be a dollar. Now it's two. Popcorn's expensive. Uh, these free refills are one of the most affordable snack options uh, offered. I wonder if you can use your snack credit. That would be a waste of a snack credit on yeah. a $2 refill. Uh, this colorful popcorn bucket includes all our favorites, including the house from Up, Frozone, and even Heimlich is tucked away in the corner. And uh, speaking of Heimlich, uh, the Pixar Studios got delivered a Heimlich car vehicle from Disneyland. Remember, they shut that down to yeah. build the Pixar thing? Nice. Well, Pete Doctor uncrated this Heimlich uh, ride vehicle. To do what? It's just sitting in the lobby, along with the other Pixar things they have in the lobby. Where? Pixar Studios. Lobby? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. For yeah. some reason... When you said Pixar Studios, in my mind, I oh, was you were thinking this is Hollywood, Hollywood Studios. Studios. No, it's like where no, the hell was no, the bigger, that? more complicated building in Emeryville? There's, there's so much crud right there. How could they shoehorn anything else <laughs> yeah. in? Yeah, no. Uh, Toy Story characters fill most of the side, including Rex and Woody, and you also see Slinky Dog on his coaster with his tail. <laughs> it's about the only place you'll see him with a tail. Yes. Uh, as you turn uh, from Woody, you will see Eve soaring over the backdrop of Space Eva. Mountain. Eva. Uh, the Luxo Ball sits on the front of Cinderella Castle, and Jack-Jack launches off the ground. You end up with Remy snacking on some delicious popcorn in the front of the Paris backdrop. The bucket also includes part of Spaceship Earth and the Norway Pavilion. I don't know why. Uh, the the colorful bucket is assured to be a favorite. Refills are, like we said, $2 uh, at any of the popcorn sets. So grab yours at the studios. Nice. 
I don't know how I feel about this. Our buddies over at the uh, Disney Dining at Disney site are, are live right now on Facebook. Who is what? Our buddy Kristen and Al John. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, wait a minute. Where yeah. we're, you know, that's, that's why we don't go on Wednesday nights because we're keeping away from other people. Yeah. Uh, okay, so this piece of news kind of hit the wire, and I thought it was mm-hmm. fascinating because, unlike everybody else, apparently I had no idea oh. a how to do this or b that this was a, this was a. I thing. know people that did this. Uh, I'm sure that you do. I probably know people who did it. I'm just not aware of it. Mm. But FastPass reservations uh, are being deleted upon Walt Disney World hotel room reservation cancellation to stop guest abuse. Now, before we get too deep into this, I'm sure you probably read the story. Mm-hmm. If you haven't read the story, we're going to s- explain it to you. But if you're in the chat room right now, mm-hmm. or if you're listening to this later, I would love for you to leave us a comment and let us know what you think about this. Mm-hmm. Is this good? Or if you've done it. Is this bad? If you've done it. Are you mad that they did this? You know, is this something that you've done mm-hmm. that you're like, well, that's not fair? Did you know this existed? Yeah. Does Any I of would, those things. This is a fascinating story. Yeah. According to internet sources, or excuse me, internal sources, mm-hmm. Disney plans to remove any FastPass reservations created uh, with a then-canceled resort reservation starting on February 4th. So as we record this, today, Monday, the 4th, done. Uh, the fix uh, fixes a loophole in the FastPass system where a guest could book a Walt Disney World Resort Hotel reservation to take advantage of the 60-day advanced FastPass booking window and subsequently cancel the reservation. Now, does this cost you money when you cancel a resort? It doesn't. Son of a gun, why was I not doing this? Not. It doesn't cost you money as long as you do it within the right the window. guideline windows, yeah. So these guests would then keep their harder-to-attain FastPass reservations that they have booked with their fraudulent extended booking window. Mm-hmm. It's worth noting that this was already done in most cases where guests canceled before the 30-day window and entered validity. Guests who then canceled their resort reservations after that point never had any FastPass reservations deleted. The benefits here are twofold to Disney. It allows resorts to keep those rooms in their inventory, to sell them to someone who might actually want or need them, Mm -hmm. while at the same time helping improve the availability of FastPass reservations at the 30-day booking window that annual pass holders and regular ticket holders utilize. (laughs) Disney has yet to formally announce the policy change to authorize Disney vacation planners or anyone else, but uh, should... Uh, soon, because it started today, yeah. when it goes into effect. Unsurprisingly, this new policy goes into effect just months before the opening of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, which will contain two of what will likely be the most sought-after Fast Packs attractions of all time. What are your thoughts on this, Mr. Casanova? It was a terrible loophole. It was bad. You could drive a tractor trailer through this loophole. Yeah. And I... I know people that did it. I know people that abused it. You know, they would go make a, a, a reservation, go get their fast passes, and then cancel the reservation. So, it, was, it like they're saying, that there was a two-fold problem. There's a fast pass problem, and then a we-can't-book-a-room problem. Correct. That has an ancillary effect. Yeah. So, it was a two-pronged problem. Right. The, the fast pass problem, all right. It's not as big as we can't sell the room because somebody's holding on to it that's going to cancel it. Right. That's a bigger problem. So. 
It's the thing all the time. You went looking for a room and couldn't find one. I want to ask you this question, and I know what the answer is going to be. But I, as as a good podcaster, I have to ask this question. Right. Do you think that this will have a ripple effect on the cost of rooms and and let them ease a little bit? Because because the rooms were so sought after, and mm. these people were inflating the room numbers, mm. will this deflate the pricing a little bit? I know the answer to this question. No. But Here's what's going to happen. If Disney was smart, and I don't know if they are, they would raise the deposit amount. Okay, because it's relatively small. Yeah, make it non-refundable. Yeah, yeah, make it non-refundable or raise it to a really, you know, like half rather than $500. Right. You know, so a half or whatever. So that's going to stop somebody from booking a $10,000 trip with a $500 Deposit. Right. If they got to pony up five thousand just to get a couple of fast passes. Right. That's what I would do with the hotel room, and then yeah, I would figure out a better way that once you make you have to put in. If once we get your money, then Disney will send you a code that you can use then to make your fast passes. So it's a two prong, like two factor authentication. Right. I'm yeah. going to ask another question because I don't remember. I'm having a hard time remembering this. Prior to Magic Bands, mm-hmm. when we were only using paper media, mm-hmm. were we having this problem? No, because you had to go to the park to get your fast pass. You had a paper fast pass. Why are we not going back to this? Because that would eliminate the problem. And I know we had other problem of, well, one person takes everybody. Well, it ticket. was the Brazilian tour group that went, you know, and would sit there and feed two hundred, uh, you know. That's an easy fix, though. That's an easy yeah, fix. Yeah, I say the fix was they just went to guest relations and say, Correct. We'll, we'll give you this. We'll give you X amount of fast yeah. passes yeah. spread out throughout the day. Yeah. And, and then you have to come back right. after you use that. We'll give you, you another one. Your tickets are not, right. because you're part of a tour group right. of the size that you are, you can't use a fast pass feature. So, I mean, I guess there's there's pluses and minuses. And I know that people are, I mean, everybody is being, this whole thing is being touted as the, well, now you can plan your vacation better and blah, 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 mm. blah. This has been a cluster rabbit from the entire mm. beginning. Yeah. And and creating problems like this. Yeah. And there are other loopholes in the Disney system. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. Well, yeah, it's it's such a clunky system. There's yeah. got to be loopholes and ways it mm-hmm. can be. Uh, ways that it could be uh, uh, fixed and hacked and all that good stuff, but I, I'm glad that this I'm glad this is fixing the problem because as an annual pass holder, yeah, I can't get a, I, a fast pass. Too. I might have a chance to get a fast pass. Yeah, uh, but I but I'm hoping that it has the ancillary effect of Disney saying, okay, so we're really not selling uh, all of our rooms aren't at at 90% capacity projected hmm. 90% capacity. They're actually only at 70% capacity. So we had all that bloat. Yeah. So maybe we should lower the rooms to get the capacity back up. Maybe hmm. the room prices will go back to somewhat normal. Yeah. And then we won't have uh, yeah. bungalows with yeah. Murphy beds. Going I'm sure for they'll do some analytics on their supply and demand to find out what the true number is now. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's curious. All right, hey, next up, uh, Zootopia is getting not one, <gasps> but two sequels. Two um, sequels! Allegedly. Oh. Uh, in a recent meet and greet with Tommy Tiny Lister, <laughs> remind me what he did? He was a boxer, wasn't he? Tiny? I, I don't know. 
yeah. revealed that Disney is planning for two sequels to the 2016 animated film. Lister voiced Finnick in the first film. Oh, there you go. I can tell you for sure, this is a quote, I can tell you for sure I am doing another Zootopia with Disney. We are doing three of them. Uh, we, the biggest film uh, that Disney is producing, the last one was 240 mil. This one, I'm hearing, will be 300 mil. That's what they spent on the budget, not on advertising. That's a lot of doodling. Zootopia was a, a critical and financial success, uh, winning the Academy Award for Best Animated Feature. Recently, a new Zootopia-themed land it was announced for Shanghai and is rumored to be coming to Disney's Animal Kingdom. I'm wondering how they feel about this actor letting all this news out. Yeah. Same way about Bob Gurr saying there's 12 monorails coming. Not, not very happy. They're probably not real thrilled. Yeah. Apparently, for Zootopia... They don't have the Apparently, he burned his NDA. <laughs> Apparently, the NDA that they would normally use for like a Marvel film flew mm. <laughs> right out the window because yeah. those dudes don't say nothing. nothing. Yeah. Well, unless you're Mark Raphael. I can't say his last name. Ruffalo? Yeah. He didn't say anything. He spilled. He, yeah. No, he didn't. The time he had his phone on and was talking to somebody about the movies and it all got blasted out to the internet. He was on Facebook Live or something. Yeah, but he didn't say Endgame, did he? No, it, he said a lot of things. Oh, well, yeah. I don't, I don't know about that. I know yeah. he was on like Conan, and supposedly he said it, but he didn't say mm. Endgame. No, this was uh, a Facebook Live or an Instagram Live, and he forgot to turn it he off. He always pushes. Yeah, he always pushes that. Yeah, uh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, I'm going to make a confession that you're not going to believe. Oh, boy. I've still not seen Mary Poppins Returns. Okay, everybody in the chat room, say boo, John, boo. Hey, I, we finally saw uh, Incredibles 2 because it was on Netflix. I'll tell you what. You go see Mary Poppins, I'll go see Black Panther. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> I, but I want to go with you to see Black Panther. Oh, I can watch it downstairs on Netflix now. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Uh, but apparently Jay Leno gets thanked at the end of in, in, inside the credits of Mary Poppins yeah. Returns. Yeah. On Mary Poppins Returns, we were left pondering why Jay Leno was among those thanked by the film's creators. This week, Lin Manuel Miranda, who apparently is now the stalwart every book every man yeah. in Disney, mm -hmm. uh, who plays the lamplighter Jack in the film, uh, finally revealed why Leno's name was on the list. After an episode of the podcast, How Was Your Week with Julie Klausner, uh, explored the topic of the mystery credit, Miranda uh, responded to a tweet. According to Miranda, Leno's contribution to the movie is associated with his collection of cars. The film's producers needed a specific car sound from the 1930s that could not be replicated by sound effect artists. Maybe they should find new ones? Apparently, there's a car sound effect from the 30s that could not be replicated, and someone realized that Leno had the car we needed uh, to record the sound effect. That's your answer. And then he says hello. Longtime fans of Leno or just someone who caught his show, uh, Jay Leno's Garage, knows that he has a very large love of rare Flat automobiles door. and a vast collection. Yeah. It turns out of many of these from the early decades of motor vehicles, including the 1930s. I was not aware that Mary Papa's returns take place in the 30s, mm. but apparently it, it was. Yeah. It does. 
Well, maybe they just need that car sound. Well, I guess it would make sense because because the kids are older in this movie. Mm. They're adults. So right. I guess that would be... Yeah, I guess it would make sense. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Sadly, Tom Hanks and Tim Allen have signed off on their Toy Story 4 voiceover work. <laughs> the end is here. It was a big week for Toy Story fan news. Uh, we got a first look at uh, the new outfit for Bo Peep, and she really had a makeover. Yeah. I should say. She looks much more tactical. Yeah. <laughs> she's got a Bo Peep cane, and she's not afraid to use it. <laughs> not touching that. Uh, learned a bit more about uh, two of the franchise's newest characters and witnessed two stars say a fond farewell to working on the film. <laughs> Maybe not that bad yet. Yeah, but they'll do stuff in yeah. the parks. Apparently, one of the main plots of the story is Woody's quest to reunite Bo Peep, uh, who, I think, uh, got left behind at Andy's house. Bo Peep, meanwhile, has gone through a bit of a wardrobe change. Hey. Well, Barbie can do it. Uh, Bo has taken control of her destiny, says Toy Story 4 director Josh Cooley. What is this, like, director number four for this movie? Don't ask. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, while Woody was watching Andy grow up, Bo gathered dust until she took it upon herself to head out into the world. And then Woody shows up, and they can't believe they found each other once again. Is that you? Is that you? Is that you, Woody? <laughs> uh, Andy Potts returns as the voice of Bo Peep. Uh, she's a modern, independent, capable, and confident, says Potts, of her character. Bo is written and conceived to inspire as she has weathered Life's ups and downs with grace. I aspire to that, mm. says Miss Potts. Ducky and Bunny are two new characters in Toy Story 4. It looks like they found someone's lost phone and figured out how to use Twitter. Key and Peel. That should be funny. Those guys are great. Yeah. Uh, Tom Hanks posted a photo of his final recording session as Woody in Toy Story. We rode like the wind to infinity and beyond, says Hanks. Mm, with a snake in my boot. Yeah. <laughs> Pull my string. Uh, t- <laughs> Said Tony Casanova. Always. <laughs> Tim Allen, voice of Buzz Lightyear, also finished the recording this week. Uh, finished my Buzz, quote, finished my Buzz Toy Story 4 today, and it got emotional. Wonderful, full-body story. You are going to love the work this incredible team at Pixar has created. We are all going to love the story. Man, it's got everything, says Mr. Allen. Oh, good for him. So there you go. Uh, it should be interesting. Was this, this wasn't recent. Like this movie's in the can. This is, this is like a, they finished this before this week, right? No, I think it, they finished. The voiceovers this week. They probably had other fill-in stuff. I mean, they probably did the primary work, but this right. is probably all the sound effects. The, right. You know, can wow. you can you say, uh, 15 different ways? Right. You know, Understood. Uh, Understood. Uh, Understood. Ooh, uh, uh, ooh. Understood. All right, guys. Uh, well, that is the end of the show. We want to encourage you to come visit us at DisneyParksPodcast.com. Check out all of our show archives, as well as links to some amazing products from our friends across the Internet. Make sure you find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, all at Disney Parks Podcast. And on the Twitter, if you're still into that kind of thing, over at Disney Podcaster. Uh, other than that, check out the uh, Patreon.com slash Disney Parks Podcast. 
if you want to support the show. And if we don't see you online, we'll see you in the parks. The Disney Parks Podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company. All Disney Parks, attractions, lands, shows, event names, etc. are registered trademarks of the Walt Disney Company. Like a out of the blue Fate steps in and sees you through